Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> so you just finished. I did. How are we going to talk about the Turtle Man if, if you just finished Obi-Wan Kenobi? We have to talk about that, don't we? We can, we can dabble a little bit. Yeah. Welcome to the Star Wars Skinny, where we give you skinny on all things Star Wars right after we get skinny. Um, I got skinny. I played some Beat Saber. Imagine Dragons. Uh, my little cousin has all the records, and I beat two of them. So it's a big day. Uh, I'm joined by Ty from the Ty Nisley podcast. Hello, everybody. Thanks for thanks for being on. I've been on your show a couple times. Had had to return the favor. Yeah, this will be fun. Uh, I, I was thinking of a topic, and since the Obi Wan Kenobi show uh, is out, and there was that episode part part four of Obi Wan Kenobi where you have all the the Jedi frozen in amber or whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess spoilers for the Obi Wan series, all of it. Um, there was a like Turtle Man, an old an old Franklin the Turtle, and uh, he was a Clone Wars character. And I know you're working through Clone Wars. Um, had you watched the lightsaber lost episode? Yes. Before this? Uh, I just got done watching it. <laughs> All right. So that was Tara Sanube. Um, pretty obscure character that really most people only know him from the, uh, the lightsaber lost episode where Ahsoka loses her lightsaber and uh, her and this old, old man turtle guy that walks really slow have to go track it down. Yes, but they learn the lesson of patience <laughs> with him being so slow. Oh my gosh. Let's just start there. I have his other appearances. He has very minor appearances throughout the saga because uh, he is an old man. He's been around a while. He's been in a lot of things. But uh, let's just start right with the, the lightsaber lost. Um, yeah. Um, the, I, I wrote down the fortune cookie at the beginning. Easy isn't always simple. Yes. What does that mean? So, great question. I don't know. Uh, but, <laughs> I thought you had. I thought you had something like ready to go. Wow. Well, I was, I, was, I was trying to think of something to say, but so I, I used I used to say that all the time myself. When everyone, whenever I explain something, I go, "Well, it's it's pretty simple," and they go, "Oh, so it sounds pretty easy." And I tell them, "No, it's not necessarily easy, but it's simple." So I couldn't actually, that didn't really help define what that said. <laughs> I realized. No, I, I understand that. Like it's simple in that, like it's, there's not a lot of steps to do it. It's not a complicated thing, but like once you try to do it, it's not easy. It's hard. Right. It like, could be like a two or three step process, but it could take you six hours to do because you have to go through trying to figure out how it works or whatever. Yeah, or like like Beat Saber. You have you have you got two lightsabers in your hand, and you're cutting some notes, and there's a song playing, and you just got to cut the notes. Right. That sounds simple. It sounds simple, but I I I come out of there sweating. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've we've broken that down more more than we needed to. <laughs> so episode starts. Uh, Ahsoka she she loses her lightsaber and just some. Like cold open, her and Anakin are busting some guy for something. We don't really know. And uh, she loses her lightsaber to a little Howard the Duck looking guy. <laughs> and uh, then she goes to the library or to the archives, talks to the grumpy librarian. And she says, oh, go go talk to Master Sanube. Mm-hmm. And he's sleeping. 
He hasn't been on assignment in years. Um, yeah, what, what's, what are your first impressions of, of Master Sanube? Well, I guess kind of starting off with uh, the Obi-Wan segment. Um, when it panned to him in the Amber, I, I knew he looked familiar, but I didn't know his name. It was kind of one of those, like, oh, that's a noticeable Easter egg, but I don't know what it's from type of moment for me. So then when I started thinking about it, I remembered that there was a Clone Wars character. Again, couldn't remember his name. And I kind of had a decent idea of who he was. And then after you told me about the Clone Wars episode to watch it, then it all started coming back to me. I never watched that episode specifically. Like, I sat down and watched it as a whole. But I have seen clips with him in... uh, in those clips, like showing off his badassery or whatever, because <laughs> for an old man, he's he's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's a cool cat or turtle. Uh, but no, I I think you you'd probably recognize me if you hadn't seen the episode. I think I was looking through his his Wikipedia page and he's in the background of like a bunch of episodes. I, I guess in Clone Wars they have a character model. Anytime they're in the Jedi Temple, they sprinkle their Jedi characters around. I guess. Um, so yeah, he was in the. He had some minor roles in some episodes. I don't even think he spoke. I didn't watch them for this, but yeah, he had like 10 Clone Wars credits. So yeah. probably just see him around. All right. So what, what's next in the episode? He, he locates the, we don't have to walk through the whole thing, but I mean, he's basically in every scene. And this is like, if, if we want to do an episode on, on Sanube here, uh, this, this, we, we got to go scene by scene or this will be a 10 minute episode. Right. Uh, <laughs> So he, he locates the thief from Ahsoka's clues that she gives him. And I, I wrote down one of the clues that she gave. He looks like he's from an aquatic planet. You know, one of the water worlds. Uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny when she said it. Like- <laughs> <laughs> this is a kid's show. You, ha- you might have to dumb it down a little bit, but I felt very talked down to right there. And- I did. I did too. Well, okay. You also have to think she thought the same way um, about Sanube. She was like, okay, he's old. It's going to be hard for him to understand mm. things. So I can see why she did it. I agree with you, though. I felt like I was getting talked to like that. But for the most part, I'm pretty sure it was like her intentions were just to have Master Sanube help her out just enough to where then she could leave and not have to deal with anyone. Which... I like I like that reading of it. That's right. good. That, that totally fits her character, too, because she was like calling him Gramps and like she was very impatient with him. Like, the whole time, like, when they're walking together, she's, like, walking ahead of him and, like, letting him lag behind. Oh, That's the worst thing to do to an old person because then they then they try to go faster. It's not going to end well. Or a person with little legs. Oh, for sure. You can ask my wife about that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I leave her in the store all the damn time. <laughs> no, I, I found that as a fun progression in this episode, though. Like, she's starting by, like, run like running off ahead of them and then by the end they're kind of walking together when they're when they're off to see yoda at the end but yeah jump jumping ahead too far there's so many so many good nuggets to hit before we get there um that i i thought the beginning and the end of i guess i, I said this about halo when we talked about halo too i like the beginning and end of of this episode the whole thing in the middle with trying to figure out who killed that guy i wasn't super into that i didn't care for the guy he was like a murderer or something like I don't. I don't really care who killed him. We just got to find that lightsaber, right? 
Uh, what, what's what's going on though? He he, he kind of lets her take the lead when they're on the investigation, and he's just sitting there like dropping little nuggets for her, like, oh, you're you're thinking too fast. If you quiet your mind and open yourself up to the force, it'll be easier. I don't know if he said those words, um, but Wilson. that's what I, yeah. Um, let's see. He, he stops her from being too violent at times. She's got a little Anakin in her. She was like, did I? What, what do? Was it the little Howard the Duck guy? When, when yeah, they, yeah. Them and threw him, up threw him against the wall. A wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that was that was something. Um, but she's she's uh, she's worried because it's not just because she wants her lightsaber back, and Anakin will be mad at her if if she doesn't have it. She's like genuinely worried that like someone's going to get hurt because of her lightsaber. Yeah. Um, did the guy that died was that a lightsaber wound? Probably was. Probably. Um, or no, it was poison. No. Poison, yep. Yeah. Yep. I watched it like four days ago. Oh, yeah, I figured it's only 20 minutes. I was like, oh, yeah, let me finish up Obi-Wan. And then I sent you a message on Twitter, and I was like, ooh, I actually might have enough time to watch this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so you are not you weren't coming fresh off of Obi-Wan. You had a little buffer of, of some yeah. terrorist. Anyway. That's good. Because I, I don't think you'd, you'd been able to contain yourself right after watching Obi-Wan. That was... Oh, dude, no. I can't, I'm can't. i trying super hard now. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'll just really... my podcast, though, too, so... Drag this on really slow, like like oh, the Turtle Man. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, they find a body. Ahsoka runs off. Sanube stays, and he's, like, being the detective. Um, I guess the skinny on... Sanube is he's like this 200 year old Jedi investigator. He's an expert on the course on underworld. So he's like in his element right now. He's maybe living up the glory days saying, no, you're the killer. He's, he's having a great time. Uh, Ahsoka ends up getting stranded on a rooftop and then he picks her up in this like super slow speeder. <laughs> he's like, it's like going, he's like going under the speed limit when everybody else is past him. I, I thought that was really funny. That was, it was almost relatable. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Yeah. Dude. Old people drive slow. That's the, that's the joke, right? Yeah, you do, you do a lot of driving for your job, so I'm sure you have a lot of Terrace New Bays that you got to pass. I got a lot of Terrace New Bays. Like <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what, what is he? Um, I, I saw, like, Ahsoka, she's using some of the lessons that she learned. She, she's, like, keeping the thief talking until Sunube catches up to, to disarm her. So she's like not jumping into the situation like the, the thief's got like a lightsaber to someone's throat and she's just kind of taking it slow, trying to talk to them. Mm-hmm. I might be reaching for how taking it slow means she learned her lesson. But I feel like all, all of these little one-off Clone Wars episodes are just like, here's your lesson that you learn. Show that the character learned it and move on. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much how this episode went. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad that this episode exists because without it, we, we wouldn't have uh, Tara Sanube. That's true. And I don't think uh, we would understand that cameo as much. No, yeah. Other, like, I think all the other Jedi in there were just nameless, faceless Jedi. And it was nice to see someone. Um, there's a theory. I don't Ooh. know if it's confirmed. But I was watching a TikTok. The person before the youngling, they're saying that that is Cal Kestis' friend from Fallen. Oh, no. His his like his like adoptive master or the the night sister, the um, the adoptive master. Oh no! The the pilot. 
that's sad. Yeah. I hope it's not. <laughs> I hope it's not either, because you're I guess oh, the timeline would work out for the next for the next video game. It's supposed to be around the same time as Kenobi. Jedi Survivor. Oh no. Well, I'll be extra worried for her then. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, bummer. Uh, yeah, I was wondering like when when, when they're uh, when they're deciding like what Jedi to put in there because I'm sure there was like a big roundtable discussion of like what Jedi do we put in there? Do we put Mace Windu in there? Probably went through the whole list. Why yeah. do you think they they settled on Sanube? Um, that's a good question. I honestly think it's maybe just because they wanted that. Like, if you put a bigger name out there, like Mace Windu, or you put um, really anyone else, like Plo Koon or whoever else was, uh, you know, super popular in the movies, if you put someone in there, anyone's going to know it. And maybe they just wanted to do a nod for the, Mm -hmm. uh, they necessarily say super fans, but like the more in-depth fans that recognize the character, even though, um, like the super fans and the, like the decent uh, fans are going to recognize who he is and maybe they were trying to go for that audience because i asked a bunch of my friends who never saw clone wars but are watching obi-wan i asked them if you know uh they're like oh man he looks so familiar do you know do you know who he is like have you seen him before and usually they say no so it was i i honestly think it was a nod to this special kind of fans yeah that's a good if they if they did a character like mace windu in there like everyone would have taken to the internet and be like, oh, Mace Windu confirmed that. Like, it would have taken away from what was going on in the show. They, they, they picked somebody just recognizable enough that, like, people would say, oh, that's neat. But, like, they wouldn't, uh, like, care too much. And it wouldn't, no one would be making podcast episodes about Tara Sanube right after. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I think that's, it's good analysis. Um, all right, I think that's that's all I got for the the Clone Wars episode. Do you have any uh, any big takeaways? Um, how are you going to apply those teachings to your life? Oh hell, dude, I couldn't keep paying <laughs> if I got paid for. It. <laughs> I'm just I'm take it slow. I can't I can't take it slow, especially with my job. Especially <laughs> <laughs> hours well, at a job that's supposed to take like thirty minutes, then I'll. Yeah, questions they asked. Yeah, well, you know, the value of moving slowly is one can always see clearly the way ahead. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's that's it. All right, I got I got to give the skinny on his other appearances here. Um, I guess we can we can finish off with the Clone Wars. Um, These are his later appearances, but he uh, there's there's a set of episodes in the Clone Wars which I I'm hoping you skipped because they are most people's least favorite episodes happen to be George Lucas's favorite episodes though. It's D squad. It's just a bunch of droids roaming the desert for three or four episodes. It's really we, something we did skip that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was a good call. Um, <laughs> one of the droids was Tara Sanu based droid. Um, M M five B two. They called them B two. Mm. Um, so if you ever get around to it, um, <laughs> Then there's an episode. Have you have you kind of like finished like the essential episodes of the Clone Wars? I don't want to really like spoil yeah. anything for you. Yeah, we're we're we were doing that for. Um, at first, it was to try to like comprehend who Obi Wan as a character was going into 
like the TV show as it premiered. And then it kind of just evolved into good story arcs of Clone Wars for topics and podcasts. And okay. then Obi-Wan came out. So then it's kind of been here and there. Okay. I don't want to say too much, but there, there is this scene later on in the Clone Wars where there is a bombing at the Jedi Temple and uh, Anakin is like trying to figure out who did it. And at one point he runs through like a class in the courtyard of the Jedi yeah. Temple and there's uh, Tara Sanube. What's uh, Boris Coffey? Pretty, pretty close. Yeah. Uh, Barris Offey. Barris Offey. Boris, Boris Coffey. That, that I'm going to make a, a, like a, like a Photoshop of that. It's going to be a, like a Russian man holding a coffee. <laughs> Bor- Boris. Boris coffee. And he'll have a lightsaber and he'll kind of look like Barris. I'll, I'll get on that. That's right. Yes. Barris Offie. Thank you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I do remember that episode. Uh, before I watched that um, arc, I knew going into it that I didn't like Barris for a reason. <laughs> arc was the explanation of why I didn't like her. That that's good. I feel like when I watched it first, maybe I wasn't paying very much attention, but I was like blindsided by it. I'm like, I didn't know she felt this way at all. Like, but I I think if you rewatch it, you can kind of pick up like notes. Like, yeah, her master treats are like crap. Like, <laughs> like there's this one episode where they're like buried under rubble, her and Ahsoka, and like her master's like, well, if it's the will of the force. Yeah. <laughs> like, like oh my god. Like yeah, of course she she. Anakin's like, I'm sorry. Think <laughs> what you think. I'm bad. <laughs> oh, bad. Yeah. All right. So that, that those are all the Clone Wars appearances. Um, so now we can jump back in time to the High Republic. So these are the books that take place like 200 years before the Phantom Menace, way in the past. And because he is an old man turtle, and turtles live a long time in our world. So like you can, oh. just by looking at him, you're like, I bet that guy's like hundreds of years old. So you... You, you know he's got to be in, in The Rising Storm by Kevin Scott, one of the High Republic books. Um, it, it was a bit of a, a cameo. It, didn't, it was like one page. Like, I didn't even have to turn the page when I was reading up on him. Mm. Um, the Jedi, they get reports of a raid on the, on the Cyclor system, the, the Nile. They're like space pirates. They're kind of the villains of the, the High Republic series. And they're like, ah, who's the, who's the marshal? Who's the nearest like, leader of a Jedi outpost? Like, oh, it's Terra Snube. And then he, he gets on the hologram and he's described as a young voice. So this must be the, the early days of Terra Snube. And uh, the, the Jedi who are on the call are, are very impressed with how swiftly he's risen up the ranks in recent years. So he's a very impressive Jedi from, from the start. Interesting. Uh, the, the Jedi, they explain the situation to him and then Snube, he, he interrupts. He's like, I've already dispatched people. Like I'm already on top of this. Like he, he's he's uh, thinking ahead. He, he's he's a smart cookie. Yeah, um, and it makes sense. And he signs off. May the force be with us all. He's a great Jedi. Perfect. If he's um, a good Jedi, why isn't he around more? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good question. Uh, probably because he's just some meaningless turtle Jedi from the Clone Wars that somebody decided to throw into a book, but. I will say the the writer of the Rising Storm, Kevin Scott. That was the second time he used him. The first time he used him was in the Dooku audio drama. He wrote an audio drama that like had like a full cast perform it. I have not listened to the audio drama. I've only read like the the script book, 
mm-hmm. but he's in that as well. It's very like Harry Potter. You have Dooku and his friends kind of growing up in the, the Jedi Temple, and Sinube is one of the teachers. Um, so Dooku and his friends, Sifo Dyas, um, the mm-hmm. guy who created the Clone Army, you get the whole backstory there. It's it's, a, it's actually an interesting book, but Sinube's role is pretty pretty minor. He's only in like the first half of the book, but I guess when you look at like the first page of the Dooku script book, it has like like a play would has like a dramatis how do you say dramatis personae or whatever. Yeah, it's Greek or something. Um, he's he's one of the like main characters. He's not classified as a minor character. So like this is one of the biggest roles Terra Sinube is ever going to get. Um, so each like youngling clan had like a Jedi sponsor. So Dooku was in the Hawkbat clan and uh, the, the sponsor was Sinube. Um, so once uh, Sifo-Dyas and Dooku, they were horsing around and then they accidentally knocked over Master Yoda. Like, oh no, you're, you're going to get in trouble for that. You knock over Dumbledore. <laughs> and but Sanube, he was first to the scene, and I don't know how he was so fast. Um, but he, he maybe he was a little bit younger and quicker then. Um, but he, he and Yoda were both very kind to the boys. He's like, there are other Jedi that were being stern, but like Yoda, Sanube was ancient and wizened. Yeah, um, yes, he's 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 a good man, Tara Sanube. That's what that's what everyone's going to take away from this episode. And there, and now everyone's going to shed a tear when they see him frozen in amber. <laughs> uh, he's also like a like a lightsaber instructor or like Jedi Tai Chi with lightsabers. It's really weird. They describe it in the book, and I think that's what he's doing in uh, that that Barasafi episode. Yeah. Yep. Um, apparently, they just did that a lot, like in public before the war. That they they would like go to other planets and like perform for people. Mm. It sounds like a circus, but. Yoda, Sanube, and this other Jedi, Braylon, they're they're like in perfect unison, very zen. Um, and then this is on the planet Sereno, which is Dooku's homeworld. Um, I hope I'm not spoiling too much of the book for you if you're interested. I, I promise I won't spoil anything major, but no, uh, Dooku reunites with his sister, like his actual like blood family while he's on Sereno. I don't know why you take a kid back to their home planet when you're trying to like foster like a, a society with no attachments. Why do you bring him back to the planet where he came from? I don't know why you do that, but he right. like reunites with his sister and like bad things happen. There's like the building that they're in collapses, something about a prophecy and a dragon. I'll have to reread that book to fully understand what that's about. Um, but like they're, they're like Dooku and his sister are like in, in this building that got collapsed and then all the Jedi masters lift the debris and it's, it's Yoda and, in Sanube again. And there's all this drama after this happens between Yoda and Dooku's dad. Dooku's dad is in this book and like, he's going at it with Yoda, like Yoda being the, the wizard that took his kid away, Hagrid. And, and you got Dooku's dad, the, do you know Harry Potter? Who's, yeah. who's what's, what's the name of the, the, the adopted, like the, the uncle. Yeah. Oh, um, or the family. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Well, it's Aunt Petunia and Uncle Vern. Vernon, yeah. Durs- Vernon Dursley, yes. Yep. yep, yep, you got you got Dooku's dad playing that role. Um, but then the whole time that they're arguing, Sunube's only focused on helping the injured people, including Dooku. Right. So, Sunube, what a guy. Good man, good man. All right, I only Dude. got a couple. 
couple more notes here. He's like organizing a lightsaber duel. That's like how they pick their how the Jedi Masters pick their Padawans. So they have like this tournament. That's also very Harry Potter. I feel like there's a scene where they're like standing on top of tables fighting each other, but it's for some tournament or something. I don't know. Um, but oh. that's how that. What's that? They close. It's Goblet of Fire. <laughs> Goblet of Fire. See, we, you should have a Harry Potter podcast. I guess the Ty Nisley podcast, you're not backed into a corner. You can talk about whatever you want. I did say TV and film, so technically I can't talk about anything I want, but yes. Yes, but Harry Potter falls into to film. I guess it was first a book, of course. But right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. And my wife's a huge fan of Harry Potter, too. So. Ah, you'll, have, you'll have to do, you'll have to podcast together that. All right, let's see. All right, well, the force the force decides who fights who in this tournament. Um, that's what Sanube says, at least. And it, it's Dooku versus Sifo-Dyas, the only two characters that really matter um, okay. of all the younglings there. Um, but Dooku's upset. Like, Sifo-Dyas is my friend. I'm going to, like, drag him through the mud. I'm so good. Dooku thinks he's the greatest thing. Of course, he wins the, the duel. He kind of wanted him to fail because Dooku's a little, little jerk. Right. Um, but Snoobe comforts him before. He's like, ah, none of that. Jedi must concern themselves only with the will of the Force. Do not let attachment cloud your vision, not of possessions nor people. There's only the Force. Um, and then he says, trust your feelings, Dooku. I have faith in you. So, again, he's, he's pumping him up. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> How many times am I going to say what a guy? Um, and then after the duels, Snoobe somehow gets the number one pick. I don't know how he managed that. But he chooses somebody else. He doesn't choose Saifo or Dooku. Chooses some some rando, Zang Araria. No clue who that is. Um, and then Saifidius gets picked um, by the next person, and Dooku's like, oh, "What's up with this?" And then Yoda speaks up and says that he wants to take a Padawan. And Sunube is like, what? "The Grand Master is going to take a Padawan. This is such a rare honor." So he's like, he's kind of like leading the ceremony. I'm imagining like a lot of people in the stands and he's like being a personality up there. Yeah. Um, great public speaker as well as Jedi investigator. Mm-hmm. All right. And then later the book progresses. Sifo starts having visions. They go to the council and the council's all like debating what to do. But Sanube, of course, what does Sanube do? He's worried about Sifo health because right. he's, he's a guy. He's a good guy. Uh, He's a good guy. What a guy. Um, and then for the rest of the story, there's no Sanube. Dooku falls further and further to the dark side, probably because Sanube wasn't there. I mean, let's be real. He's he's my rock. I can tell you that. If Terra Sanube was not a character in Star Wars, my life would be a lot different. I would be down some dark paths. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, you gotta you gotta just go to the go go right to the source, watch some lightsaber lost, and um that that's that's how you stay on the right path in this world. All right. Okay. I'm goofing. All right. That that. <laughs> oops. Just goofing. Uh, yeah. He he ne- nearly dies at one point too in some Legends comic. One of Obi Wan's fellow Padawans succumbs to rage and almost kills him. That's all I know. It was like a web comic that was probably only released in England or something. Um, no idea how to track that down. So that is the Turtle Man, Terrace Anube. Oh, one more thing. His lightsaber. Yes. We must talk about his lightsaber. That's 
pretty dope. Not going to lie. So for those of you that don't know, Terrace Inube has a cane. And it's kind of like the Lucius Malfoy cane with yeah. a sword at the top. His is a lightsaber. It just pops off or screws off uh, of the base of the cane. And he has his lightsaber. And then when he's done, he puts it away and screws it back on. That It is very cool. And I did not make the Harry Potter connection. So I'm, I'm so glad we did this just for the Harry Potter nuggets. Right. Um, yes. Yeah, the lightsaber cane. It's made from the wood from his home planet. He's a Kosnian. Which that actually sounds kind of Russian. We have a Russian theme too. We've got, we've got Boris, Boris Coffee, and we've got <laughs> Kaznia. Um, that was not a Russian impression. I don't know what that was. Um, but he uses the cane to walk, but it's also to disguise his. It, I thought it was a white lightsaber. I'm gonna be honest. When I when I saw I, it in the. That's what I saw it was a white lightsaber. Yeah, apparently it's light blue. It's kind of a bummer. I uh, thought it was thought it was white. Um, I, I don't know why white would be so exciting, but um, yeah. He, like, yeah, white white is an awesome lightsaber color. You get some of that in the High Republic. You get some of that. I guess you've you've probably seen the Mandalorian. You got you got yeah. Ahsoka with the white. Um, Ahsoka the white. That's what? not Harry Potter. That is Lord of the Rings. Gandalf the white. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, what's white mean? What's that? What does white mean? What does it mean? Oh, there's like all this lightsaber color theory that we I don't really know about. I'm sure there's some really good YouTube videos. Or maybe I could give the skinny one day mm-hmm. and figure it out. I, I I think in her case, it means this happened in her book. She had a red lightsaber, like one of the Inquisitors. Uh, I guess spoilers for the Ahsoka book. Um, and then she bleeds. Oh, no. Bleeding is when you turn a crystal red. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's start there. Yeah. Like you got a, like a blue lightsaber and then a Sith Lord wants to corrupt it. They'll make it red by bleeding it. Uh, she like cures a red crystal like the reverse of bleeding it. And when you do that, it turns it white. So I guess there's no way to revert it back to its original color, but that is what a white lightsaber is. Interesting. I, so I, I know that there's some sort of like, Oh, it means this kind of like what the, the yellow yeah. stands for the purple one, the red one, the green. Yeah. One. I can try to embarrass myself and try to guess what they all mean. I think. Yes. Green means you're a good guy, but you kind of don't play by the rules all the time. Like, but you're still, you're still like very solidly a good guy. Um, Red means you're a bad guy. Uh, Yellow means you're a guardian. It's like the, the, the temple guards have them. And I feel like I, that's like from like the Knights of the Old Republic video game that I barely played. Um, I feel like that's a thing. And then orange. I have no clue. If orange is even a color. I always thought Plo Koon had an orange saber, but maybe that's just because he's orange. Yeah, um, no. He has a blue one. Yeah, what what other color? Purple? Oh, purple is always like, oh, it's somewhere between blue and red. So that means Mace Windu uses a little bit of the dark side. Um, and there's tons of YouTube videos about how Mace Windu is so cool because he uses the dark side a little bit. And it's part of his lightsaber form. Yeah. Um, but that, I, I, I have no knowledge about that other than that's what people say. Yeah, so uh, Windu kind of bounces back and forth between dark and light. He has mastered the ability to um, essentially fight or battle with the uh, moves and uh, fighting styles of the dark side. But he doesn't, he's not essentially tempted to the dark side. So mm-hmm. he won't turn. That, that is an interesting like 
plot point that I, I'm guessing that came from like the legends material and maybe it's been canonized, but like that, that's, that's a cool way to think about the purple. Cause like in reality, it's like Sam Jackson, Hey, George Lucas, give me a purple lightsaber. I want to stand out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now there's all this lore around how he uses his anger a little bit, but because he's such a like well-established Jedi master, like he can keep that in check where if someone else used this technique, like someone that was just starting out, like maybe it wouldn't go so well because they'd end up like once you touch the dark path forever, forever will it dominate your destiny. That was going to be a Yoda impression. Then I backed off. That's what that was. I know it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, the lightsaber. Good, good, good call on talking about. I, I did like the, the cane. Like it was very like, uh, it was like thicker at the bottom. Like, like, like an old person, like, uh, like when they have like a tennis ball. Yeah. On their cane or on their walker. I got like, it gives them extra balance. Um, yeah, I can see that. Also reminded me of his tail. He also has a tail and it's kind of poofy at the end. So that is true. Hmm. I don't think there's physically any way to talk more about Terrace Anube. I don't Do think you so. think we've set a record for talking about Terrace Anube for 33 yeah. minutes? This is, yeah, I was just going to say, it's sitting at a half hour. We're good. Do you ever think about, like, am I the first person to do this when, it, when you're doing things? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, like, am I the only person talking about Tara Snube for longer than 30 minutes while, like, while sitting on a couch, while recording a podcast at six o'clock central time? Like, do you ever think about that? Like how you're the only person in the world doing what you're doing right now? Nope. It blows my mind sometimes. All right. Well, dude. (laughs) Well, bro. (laughs) Uh, Well, this has been the Star Wars Skinny. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Star Wars Skinny. Um, Where where can people find you, Ty? They can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the Ty Nisley Podcast. We do also have an email, so you can email us with some feedback, some comments. Hey, there's. Hi, there's. Uh, hello there's hello there's oh dude don't even get me started on that <laughs> uh the tiny podcast at gmail.com we do have a website the link is on the socials uh other than that i really appreciate being on the podcast there skinny thank you very much oh you're welcome and we'll have to do it again the next obscure jedi that shows up in the back of a that shows up in the back of a, uh, a Star Wars TV show or, or non-Star Wars TV show. Um, let's do it. There's a Miss Marvel episode that came out today. I haven't even watched it yet. I always forget about that. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but I'm uh, me and Zach over at JMA Studios podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about it this weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you've got that locked down. I guess if, if you like things other than Star Wars, if you're listening to my podcast, of course you like Star Wars. This is the Star Wars skinny. But Ty, he's got, you know, what do, you, what do you say? TV and film. They'll, they'll talk about everything. So if there's something that I'm not covering here on the Star Wars Skinny, it's in the cultural zeitgeist, you go to the Ty Nice podcast. Thanks. I really appreciate that. To play that at the beginning of all of your shows. <laughs> like, I guess people are already listening then. They don't need the ad. Right. I'll play that at the beginning of all my shows. Okay. No, that's, that's too much of a commitment. I'm not going to give you that much free advertisement. <laughs> well, Speaking of advertising, you're well. You're welcome to come on again and advertise yourself. Sweet. Um, all right. Do you want to talk about Obi Wan Kenobi? Ooh. Yeah, we can chat about it a little bit.
lives in a hut in the Dune Sea. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Sarcastic and civilized and wise is he. Obi-Wan Kenobi. If stories and adventure is something you missed, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Then battle your brother and burn to a crisp. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hello there. I, I don't even. I haven't even gotten my thoughts together yet. That was that oh, was wild. Okay, I, I got it. You got something. We got so many. I wouldn't even call them callbacks, but so many like Easter eggs, especially with the Obi Wan versus Vader fight. Oh my gosh! That alone with the the mask when he, when Obi Wan hit uh, or cut him with the mask. Yeah in the mask or whatever and took the chunk out it was a easter egg to is that uh oh it, it, it's happened once before jedi? in rebels or i guess he yeah, also return of the jedi I, in that like you know what you're right i was thinking of rebels but um when i watched it but just now i added uh one of the original films. It's either Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. I can't oh. which one. Well, I think we first saw his face in Empire. Like, he's in the back to tank or in his little meditation chamber. But then, like, in, well, spoiler alert for Star Wars, when Darth Vader dies, <laughs> uh, or Anakin Skywalker dies because he's redeemed at the very last second, he's got his helmet off. And, Let me look on you with my own eyes. Um, was that good? Like that was good, actually. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and yeah, they, you, well, one thing that I, I heard this on another podcast because, of course, I'm already I've already started listening to other people's podcasts because I, I can't just sit with my thoughts at all ever. Right? Um, yeah, uh, he has like a vertical scar on his head in that scene in Return of the Jedi, like on his like forehead almost, and that was not a scar that we saw in Revenge of the Sith. So we're thinking like in in this episode when Obi Wan kind of slashes him in that way. I think, was there a cut on his head? I'll have to watch it again. I've still only seen it once, but like maybe that is the origin of that scar that we see all the way down the line in uh, Return of the Jedi. See, that's what crossed my mind too, was wild. that same scene that you were talking about in, in Return of the Jedi. When he's coming off, he has that the scar, which at first, when I watched it, it was like, okay, well, he got that from when he was burning. And then I've I've seen Revenge of the Sith and I've tried putting it together and I was like, nope, you're right. There's there's no like n- nowhere that on his head that is has a mark like that. So it's very possible that it is a, a callback or a Easter egg to that moment as well. But like yeah, I'm sure there was a lot. And I'm gonna skip the entire episode. <laughs> very end, we finally got him to say hello there. I. I could tell that they were going to do, I didn't, I did not have that thought in my head until he walked up there and there was a pause. I'm like, why are they pausing so much? Oh no, they're going to do it. It was, it was glorious. I screamed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. If you, if you haven't listened to my Obi-Wan part four or no, sorry, part five, um, when they were doing the, um, the throwbacks Mm -hmm. or the, the, um, yeah, throwbacks essentially. Uh, I said it in my podcast, but I screamed so loud, my roommate could hear me with her movie playing in her bedroom with the door closed. 
Wow. That's she came out. She's like, oh, my gosh, what happened? And I go, they gave us throwbacks. And she goes, oh, my God. And then hung up. No, you get you. You need that that uh, voice acting studio for for more than just voice acting. I think I think you need it for just watching TV. Yes. You're just one to just scream out of nowhere. Like, man, I was I was on a group watch on Disney Plus with my family. So, like, there's like a little emojis that you can press. Yeah, it was like. 6 7 a.m this morning and like the only way we're communicating is with like little like happy sad laugh emojis like during the episode no that was that was pretty fun but i don't think i audibly made any noise i i think i i did nearly no i'll be honest i think i shut i shut a tear a couple times when like when you got the obi-wan and anakin they're talking to each other and it's like how Obi-Wan's like apologizing, like, I'm sorry for all of it. And then Anakin like says, well, no, you didn't kill Anakin. I did. And it's like, I still have to break down that scene. Like, is I feel like Anakin's kind of like allowing Obi-Wan to forgive himself. It's just weird. Like, is this actually like a brotherly moment between them or is it evil? I, I have no clue. But like, yeah, man, that, emotions were running it. wild there. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Man. And I guess all the other the plot stuff about the episode, I I, I like that too. Like I, I thought it was, it's probably yeah, that's my favorite episode of the the season. I think I guess most season finales are. It's uh, a, lot of, a lot of action. Last last week was really good too, though. Like I don't know. That's true. Last week was good. Oh boy, I might have to say this is my second favorite. What was your favorite last week? Episode five. Yeah. 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 Man, no, I I liked what they did with Riva. I I I understand a lot of the criticism throughout the like first half of the show, but like once we got like her motivation, I was all in. Like this is a character that like has been undercover, secret imposter the entire time in in the Inquisitorius, trying to kill Vader, and then like her whole mission is just like gone, and then all of a sudden she's like, "What do I do? Oh, I go kill his son!" Like she's one of the few people that knows that Luke is Darth Vader's son, or I guess maybe she doesn't know that explicitly, but she has got a, a good feeling and she gets there. And I'm, as she was hunting him and she was like slow. Cause she just had her battle. Like I, I had the thought, like she's not going to kill a kid. That's her whole backstory is Vader tried to kill her as a kid. No one's coming to save Luke. She's going to get, she's not going to get talked down by anyone. She's going to talk herself down. And that, that was, that was a fun moment. And I'm, excited to see like where that character goes because she's not dead like everyone thought she would be like she's out there she knows big secrets about star wars what is she going to do with that information she's gonna be a good guy she's gonna be a bad guy i am interested with the jma studios podcast where she might turn into an massage ventress and just kind of become a bounty hunter or do stuff on her own i like that because yeah one of the bummer things about the clone wars is like when it ended they kind of finished off some of their arcs and like ancillary like book and comic materials and because of that we we can't have massage ventress in in the future um so they needed a a new kind of like lone jedi roaming the galaxy um and i, I think that's kind of what ahsoka is going to be too like she always says like i'm no jedi but she's a jedi like it'll be good to have like kind of a, a grittier side right like ahsoka pretty much she's ahsoka's light side for sure she's not a jedi she says she says as much but like she's doing jedi things she's gonna be helping people she's gonna be a good person but it'll be interesting to see like someone that's more morally gray like how they 
operates in the galaxy with with force powers and she's she's got pretty cool fighting skills too like so seeing like a like a bounty hunter or a, whatever she ends up doing with her life will be will be fun she'll be just doing backflips off of roof, rooftops just for fun yeah as long, to Soleil. Uh, as long as she doesn't get left behind on rooftops she should be fine <laughs> was that a callback to lightsaber lost it was yeah <laughs> Speaking well, of lightsaber lost, that character that she was just, I guess I said the whole part was kind of forgettable, but I actually found like the character that was could like jump really high, but was not a Jedi. That's just a cool concept. Like, yeah, the, whenever Jedi fight people that have like similar powers, but like aren't Jedi, I guess that's, that's interesting. Yeah. I think she called him a Jango jumper or something like that. Yeah. Jango jumper. How did, why did they use the word Jango there? Any connection? Jango. I'm sure there's some lore there. They're like so inspired by Django Fett and Mandalorians that they wanted to be able to go as high in the air. So they genetically modified themselves to jump really high. Maybe. That's a good theory. Good thing. I should, the star, I, I'm the Star Wars skinny, but maybe I should start uh, an account called Star Wars Theory. Ooh. Oh, wait, that's a thing. Oh, that's already a thing. Right, yeah. Yeah. I don't like him. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> anything else on Obi Wan Kenobi? I'm sure you're going to do your episode on your podcast, and I'll do mine. So we don't need to get all of our thoughts out here now. But it's been been fun talking to you about it. It has been fun. It's been fun talking with you too. There, skinny. You're skinny. All right, Ty. All right.